All right, uh, let's see. Mine's good, yours good? Excellent. Hello everyone and welcome to SquanchCast, the weekly podcast that takes Rick and Morty way too seriously. As always, I'm Adam. Yeah? Oh, oh, do you say that every time? Okay, well we can start it again, I guess. All right. No, not really, okay. Hello everyone and welcome to SquanchCast, the weekly podcast that takes Rick and Morty way too seriously way too seriously as always i'm adam and this week we are going to be doing something a little different because as always we're doing something different and this week's something different right no but uh, yeah but until we do the same thing for several weeks in a row everything is going to be different yes well, we haven't done this before, so it's definitely different. Um, so we were thinking there are so many different uh, secondary characters in Rick and Morty. It's such a vast universe that it is really ripe for a spinoff or multiple spinoffs. Right. So uh, what we're going to be doing is pitching Rick and Morty spinoffs. Or do you have more than one? I've got one main one and then a couple side ones. You just have one big one. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're going to be doing. And we might also later in this episode have a, another secret surprise guest who is also going to be pitching his Rick and Morty uh, spinoff idea. So stay tuned for that, possibly, or maybe not. We don't know yet if we're going to be able to get this guest. You don't know yet. So we're really... Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's blown us off a couple times. But yeah, so we're in the same exact state uh, of, you know, not knowing that, that uh, you, the audience, are right now. Fun stuff. Mystery, surprise, guest possibility. All right. Do you want to start, actually? Do you want to start with yours this time? Oh, okay. Well, how, how about... I'll, I'll start out with just kind of my, like, side ones. Okay, so th- these are a couple ideas... Well, no, yeah, it's it's going to be the the greatest uh, story ever told. It's 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 not it's not a religious Rick and Morty. Oh man, that's a good idea though. Kind of do like a Bible, a Rick and Morty Bible story or something. Mm-hmm. No, no, we actually did. It's just it's just really tough to uh, to find that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, if if you play if you play it backwards at a certain point, we we dubbed it over. It's it's actually co- kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend lots of time doing that. Yeah, spend hours and hours trying to find it. All right. Anyway, no, just biblical Rick and Morty. Just like, ah, oh, jeez, Rick, I really don't know if you should be dying on that cross. Shut up, Morty. I need I need to die for the sins, Morty. The the, the sins of all mankind, Morty. I need to die so that all humanity can be forgiven, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, so my first idea is um, a heist movie with just Meeseeks, and this kind of comes from the oh, what if they used Meeseeks to break Rick out of uh, out of prison? Shitty fan theory. But I'm just thinking it would be great 
because you know how at the beginning of every heist movie there's like a montage or you know a, a long scene or something where they're just getting the all of the different criminals with their specialties together like you know there's one who can break safes and there's one who's going to drive the getaway car and there's one who's you know what whatever the, the, and one who's the electrician and can turn off the alarms and there's one who's really good at gymnastics and can dodge all the lasers or whatever and there's one who's the muscle and there's one who yeah and so just with me seeks you just got a box and you hit the box and like you know it'd be like uh, or like you know whoever's getting this this group together just be like some you know generic you know movie criminal and they're like uh we need to get the we need to get the person who can break into any safe in the world luckily i know just where to find him hits the box i'm mr meeseeks look at me mr meeseeks i need you to break into this safe can do and then the next one is like we need someone who can dodge all these lasers in the hallway so that we can get through hits the box you know, and you, you, you get the idea, right? So there'd just be all these different me-seeks and it's just a really stupid montage. I don't know if it would actually work. Mm -hmm. Exactly, no, as soon as, and th the perfect thing is like, you wouldn't even have to worry about them like sticking around and, you know, being a liability. As soon as they do their job, they're gone. Mm -hmm. No, that that's actually, <laughs> it's it's really stupid, like just that pitch, but I think you could actually do something really cool with that. Yeah, simply because, you know, it would be the perfect crime, you know, it, you know, it'd be like the Joker killing all of his, uh, all of his co-conspirators, except better. Yeah. I did see that. Do you know? Yes. Do you know what would make that even better, though? If it, it no, if they, if they, if, if they were, if, if they, if they, if they were Meeseeks. It'd be better. Yes. No. Yep. Okay, cool. So, um, then my other idea is, shoot, what was my other idea? Oh, yeah. Like, my, my other sort of just not really, like, my half pitch is, you know, in the dream, um, not the dream sequence, in the, the false memory in the um, memory parasite episode with uh, um, Summer and, like, all of her imaginary friends, like, Tinkles and all of that, and there's, like, a little um fantasy song and then it cuts into like a, a like a rap part right in, in the middle of that so i want to have a show a movie whatever that just focuses on the life of this rapper producer who writes rap segments for the middle of artificial memory fantasy sequences because I want to know what this person's life is like. Like, how did they get into that job, right? So the way I kind of see it is that this guy is kind of like, you know, like if you make your, if you spend money to make a, like a vanity music video for yourself, the, the guy who's producing it will always like have a, like put a part in for himself, right? That's kind of how I see it. So this guy is producing the whole thing and like he produces that entire fantasy sequence, but, and then he also puts a spot in there for himself. And so what I really want to know is like, what choices do you make in life like what how does your life go so that you end up making fantasy dream sequences in false memories like like what even what does that even involve like does he does he exist in our plane of reality or does he exist in a different multiverse or a different dimension or or what and like you know how did he start out like knowing how to get into fantasy sequences in in artificial memories or did he start out as a producer who kind of fell into it like i want to know that guy like what on how on earth did he get there because he's not a, he's not 
a false memory as far as I'm concerned because he's not one of the her imaginary friends, right? It's not Summer. It's not her imaginary friends. He's a real dude who somehow his job is to produce and rap in these sorts of things. And I really want to know how that came about. It could be a movie. I think it'd probably be better as a movie. I don't know if there's enough material there. Maybe like a like a mini series, like do like an eight or ten parter on HBO or something. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I I'd watch that. Awesome. All right, let, let's hear yours. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> Change the rules on you. Right, right. Yes, yes. Oh. Nathan, all right. Dun, dun, dun. Mm No, thank you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Twist. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be called? Oh, with two T's. Oh, that's, I like that. I like that name. Yes. Okay. 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 My question about that pitch is, does the butt aspect play into the crime aspect at all? Or is it just like it happens to be set in hamster and butt world? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I, yeah. Mm. You could do one with, like, the butt people, like, trying to conspire against their respective hamsters or something to be together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It's not hamsters who are doing it. It's one of the people. Cuz it's not really addressed how sentient these people are. Like maybe what if they're not normally like they're just like completely unthinking, but one of them has like developed consciousness. Mhm. Right. Oh, God, yeah. Like, what if they just start out as regular people and then the hamsters for their own convenience? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. What if they start out as normal people? Like, the, yeah, from a different dimension, yeah. Oh, oh, the, oh, oh my God. That makes so much sense. Oh yeah. The whole, the whole anal probe thing could just be these hamsters determining which ones they want to use and bring back and like lobotomize or whatever, but then they, they don't do the job right on one of them. And that can be the big twist of the series as it turns out these hamsters were the evil party the whole time. And this is just like almost like, and then like the second season is like Kill Bill Revenge from like the entire um, events of the first season, but from the perspective of the person. Oh God, I would watch this. This is, this is sounding good. This is sounding good. This is, you, this is better than mine. No, that's great. This is that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That, that's, that's pretty good. Um, my my one question for this pitch though is um how much do you think that people who are like 65 and older or lovers of classic cinema are going to appreciate this mhm mm mhm yes oh of old people yeah ncis yeah 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 mhm mm yes Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, okay, that's... Yes. 
that, that, that that's that's pretty good that's pretty good but i think that that uh key demographic is going to be um much more attracted to my spin-off project which is going to be a three-ish three-ish three and a half hour long epic movie titled sanchez of the arabia dimension that's that's and what this is is hold on well, hold on what this is is a prequel to the events of uh the tv show rick and morty so it stars the titular rick and it sort of shows how he gets to the point not where he gets to the point where uh the pilot starts but how he gets to the point of fighting against the federation so it starts out with uh Rick and you know spoiler alert like for this he's not he doesn't start out from the same dimension as the titular Morty like that that's all that's already a big thing in the show that that's probably true so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run with that and I'm gonna say that this Rick is from a Arabia dimension which which to be specific um is uh just a parallel dimension where um I, I, you could go one of two ways with this. Let's let's say that it's the, the parallel dimension where it's you know um, just you know World War One is taking place in present day, like 2016, right? And and so this Rick, but there's also the Federation and all of that. Like anyway, not important, not important. The the big thing. But uh, Rick starts out in like this backwater position. On uh, wait a sec. Okay, no, no, let's screw it. Let's just make this whole, this whole, like, dimension, like, the whole, like, you know, solar system or something is all, like, Arabian, okay? And he starts out on, like, it, because it's still space. No, it's, no, it's, no, no, it's not. No, it's just all, like, it's, you know, desert, and there's the, there's, like, uh, you know, Mediterranean, and there's all that. Anyway, it's, it's very, no, I mean, it's a desert. We're going to take this thing a step further. It's going to be a desert solar system. So all of these planets, and then there's like oasis asteroids and stuff like that. Anyway, so he starts out in Cairo, which could be, you know, an asteroid or, you know, a, a moon or something, somewhere small. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm Rick and I work for the, he works for the Federation, by the way. He starts out working as he's, you know, um, an officer for the Federation who, and uh, he's sent out to this remote planet which is kind of like a tertiary front for the the war, right? There's the big war going on other places, but he's sent off. Wait, no, let's do this where like just this moon. It's just like the moon or the planet is Arabia planet. Okay, because because there's a whole. There, yeah, I've put so much thought into this. It's 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 crazy. But yeah, because there's a whole nother like planet out there, which is like the European front planet or something. There's a Europe planet, and then there's like a. Arabia planet where there's not as much fighting and it's kind of like secondary to to the war and and they send and they send um what was he like Lieutenant Sanchez or Captain Sanchez or something and they send him out because he needs to figure out what's going on with the Arabs on the uh, Arabian moon or planet or something and they send him out and he, him and his guide and then they they're going whatever and they get to a space well and his guide is killed at the space well because he's from a rival tribe from the guy from the person who owns the space well right no 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 it's so much more than that because the guy who killed his guide is bird person right so at first 
it's bird person and him are like he doesn't like bird person because bird person killed his guide but then bird person is like you know what like you don't know how to get around this this planet or moon or whatever and i i know how to get you where you want to go so he's like fine and so then it's him and bird person uh go and, and they like go to uh the big settlement that that uh that sanchez is looking for and then i feel like other things happen at some point it <laughs> no but and then you know there's just lots of this you know him slowly um joining in with these and i feel like squanchy's got to be there somewhere oh and then another thing that happens is that uh, uh two young orphan mortys uh um come on and are hired as his uh his like little squires or whatever and uh and they and they eventually both die and um all of these events and all of this fighting and stuff slow, slowly turns him against the federation and by the end of it he's completely disenchanted with everything all the fighting and everything that's going on and what the federation stands for and stuff and so then that is sort of like i mean you know it's not quite like lords of arabia but like and then at the end um is where he finally breaks with uh the federation and starts fighting against them and starts uh um, using his newfound uh, um, friends and stuff to fight against them. And, you know, Bird Person and Squanchy and all of that uh, are, all, um, are all fighting against the Federation now. And, and that's, that's how that starts. Yeah. It'd be kind of, it'd be like a big war um, movie, you know, big epic, uh, really exploring the psyche of Rick. Um, and it'd be, you know, you know, absolutely massive set pieces and, uh, it, yeah, just have a really big feel to it. Um, some, some dope music. Let's see what else. Uh, yeah. What, so what do you think about that? Mm hmm They'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two things. First of all, Lawrence of Arabia is based off of a real person and his real-life adventures. So I feel like, you know, you can't get sued for, like, retelling the story of an actual individual. Like, like you wouldn't do a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the movie, but you, you would just do a retelling of, you know, the life of T.E. Lawrence. But T.E. Lawrence is Rick Sanchez in this case. And then the core audience of Rick and Morty, they would love it. They would absolutely love it. If there's one thing I know, it's the, uh, the the Rick and Morty fans. And there's nothing that they want more than a Lawrence of Arabia-esque epic movie with Rick being the T.E. Lawrence character. And Bird Person being Sharif Ali and Squanchy probably being Prince Fazal. And, and, the, and then the two Mortys two Mortys being his two little uh, servants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Well, I feel like if you do it just like with aliens, it's, it's fine. 
Like it takes. Well, there aren't aliens, so it's it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um. Right. Yeah. This is like a prequel, so he'd be he'd be younger. Right. No, it wouldn't have to be, but I think it's it's more meaningful that way, and I, and I think that the the Rick that we follow in the show is a particularly compelling Rick. And sure, you could do anything with any Rick, but uh, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Motorcycle accident. And uh, no, no, you couldn't you couldn't do that. Oh God! Yeah, you you got to see Rick die in uh, in Rick Potion number nine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not the Rick, but you got to see a Rick die. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that, that, that's my pitch for that. Yes, <laughs> tricked you. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, speechless. All right. No, yours is probably more marketable. I feel like mine would be a little more highbrow, like, you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 I feel I feel I feel like though just um I mean it could be it could be really cool and explore a lot of cool stuff. But I feel like as far as characters are concerned, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better character study than Rick Sanchez as he turns from a member of the Federation to a enemy of the Federation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fine. Right, but actual T.E. Lawrence's life, I don't think, included very many, so. Hmm. I guess. Okay. No, I, no, I, I obviously believe you. It's just weird to, like, include that in a Rick and Morty podcast. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 that's true, that's true. All right, so any final thoughts? Yes. Mm -hmm. Would you rather see Sanchez of Arabia solar system? Nothing but the truth. Uh, <laughs> nice. No, I totally watch that. Mm 
Yes. This, this is where the mystery guest is going, if there actually is a mystery guest. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, before, we, uh, before we get on to the shitty fan theory of the week, we would like to thank this week's sponsor, which is Old Calendars. The Old Calendar Warehouse. Okay, so here's the thing. You can buy calendars from this year, right? Just go out, buy a 2016 calendar. That's easy. Probably. But do you know what's really hard? <laughs> what's really hard? <laughs> what's really hard is to buy old calendars. Have, have you tried to buy an old calendar? Mm-hmm. No, it's absolutely impossible. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're expensive, and if you buy one that's used, it probably has a bunch of old uh, notes and dates, and people have really marked up the the calendars, right? So if you want a new old calendar, brand brand spanking new, if you want it in pristine condition, the old calendar warehouse is the only place to get it. And uh, that, that, that's, that, that's why they're such a good sponsor. And I, I really do believe in this product, too. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. That, that's a really good deal. You know what? I, I'm on their I'm on their app right now on my phone. The the, the app is really slick, by the way. I, I'm just looking through this. All the different years of calendars you can get is incredible. Like, I'm, let, let me just read some of these off. 1987, 1913, 1856. Wow, that, that that's that's mm-hmm. 12. Just the year 12. BCE or CE, you can get 12. That's that that's absolutely incredible. 1993. Wow, that that that's that's a that, that's a hard that's a hard one to find, guys. I, I'm really absolutely blown away by the the the, the different ones. Uh, 1780. Wow, the, the deep cuts, man, deep cuts. This is really impressive. The 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 years that you can get from here. Yes, yep. These are brand new old calendars. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they've got a 1440. They only have one left in stock. So guys, I'd I'd move on that one. You know, I think I'm probably going to snatch that one up for myself. Yeah, no, these these calendars are absolutely incredible. They're great gifts, great gifts for Mother's Day, Father's Day, graduations, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, quinceañeras, whatever. Old calendars are perfect gift in the occasion. Valentine's Day, anniversaries, Groundhog Day, Christmas, Passover, all of, all of the holidays, basically. You need to get people these calendars. They'll absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you don't need... Mm-hmm. Exactly, you don't need an occasion. The occasion is the calendar, the old calendar. Yes, old calendar warehouse. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Getting getting meta. Absolutely. 
Yes. Again, that is such a good deal. I can't stress enough how cheap that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just 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 to just to challenge you, just 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 so that you understand how good of a service this is. Try to find a calendar from 1666 from any other website besides the old calendar warehouse. I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Yes. No, I absolutely love these guys. Use them all the time. All right. So uh, now we're going to have our shitty fan theory of the week. What, what, what is it this week? I think that I think they meant sixty nine and then just accidentally hit the six twice. No. <laughs> no, I'm thinking maybe it's like Route sixty six, like you know they they pine for the old days of like you know driving the American highways out west, you know back before the interstate system, you know so, so you know some some car some real cars stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, well, um, we'll have some follow-up on that for next week's Quanchcast, I think. <laughs> what was their fan theory? Oh, very interesting. Yeah, I can't remember the one either. Where, where they have to incept their math teacher. Mm-hmm. A good grade in math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of the first episodes. I think it might be episode... Uh, oh, because it's, it's the episode with uh, with the dog becoming sentient. So, yeah. So, so I think episode two or three, maybe. Yeah. Deep cut, man. Mm-hmm. Is still in his dream. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Something that I like about this is that it does explain Mr. Hoobie Butthole, which which is definitely a plus. But but on the other hand, um there there are some negatives. The the, the biggest negative is that, you know, it's completely ad hoc and there's absolutely no evidence for it. It, it does no explanatory predictive work. And in fact, um, the episode seems to resolve quite nicely um, if you just, you know, take it at face value that they got out of the dream, right? They definitely jump, make the same number of jumps up as they do down originally. So, so the, the fan theory is hit from the fact is, you know, it's hurt by the fact that it's absolutely, utterly false. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there there may be something to it, but I mean, but but again, there is a problem that it's obviously not true. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. No. Well, I mean, besides the fact that it does give a really good explanation for Mr. Poopy Butthole, besides that, um, I really can't think of anything, I guess. No, I mean, no. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. uh -huh. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially because it would seem to imply that the math teacher just never wakes up, right? So. Oh, they're like in his death dream. Hmm. They got carried along with it. Interesting. No, no, no evidence for it, but you know. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say, you know, to be fair, just because it's obviously false doesn't mean there isn't something to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely is a shitty fan theory. I'll give you that. Yeah, no, almost like whoever came up with this couldn't really think of any other shitty fan theories. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to say this for filler and maybe next week's episode we'll come up with something funnier almost almost all right no no that that would be that'd be shitty all right well i think that's going to do it for this week's episode of squanch cast we'd like to thank our special mystery guest possibly depending on whether or not he was on you see now you listeners are in an interesting spot because you know whether or not we got our special guest and we don't or not or not hurt him if he if he had to bail again so yeah all right um uh social media tell him where to find stuff yep at squanchcast mm-hmm. just cat Yeah, our our uh, whatever whatever we did in this episode. Yeah, what did you think of our uh, spinoff ideas? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. If if we get some good ones, we'll talk about them. Yeah, no, don't be a weirdo. Listen to us on iTunes like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. If this is the third, po- if this is the first podcast you've ever l- listened to, then let let me tell you about this cool subscription box. <laughs> yep. Yes. All right. Sweet. I think most people are, as far as the the stats seem to show that most people are using iTunes. Yeah, definitely not a majority. I think more like a plurality. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think that's going to do it. Yes. We'll be talking about something else. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And as always, make sure to keep keep it. Wait. Hold on. How? How? how what, what was it? We we had a sign off last week that that went super smooth. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, and make sure to keep taking Rick and Morty way too seriously. Yes, that's what it is. All right. Perfect. Symmetry. All right. See ya.